Welcome to the Heroic Life Podcast, the podcast where we talk about getting today's leaders to build, live, and enjoy world-class brands and legendary lives. I'm your host, Nicholas McGill, and on this episode, we'll be talking about what makes a world-class brand before it becomes world-famous. If you want to scale your business or you're just looking to beef up your personal image, you need to design a brand to suit your goals. With that in mind, let's get started. When you're looking at what others are saying about world-class brands or what the experts write on the web, almost all of the advice out there is about the look, the appearance, the surroundings, likability, popularity, and market leadership of the winners. But really, they're not analyzing that much, and they're just looking at at the candy-coated shell of winners only after they've won. Now, assuming that there wasn't a shift in the the brand before that breakout moment or that epic win, the brand was already like 99% of the way there, right? Uh, So what's going on under the hood? What's really going on under the hood of of world-class brands? Because the expert advice basically boils down to that winners wear a medal and hold flowers and are surrounded by confetti and standing uh, across a finish line, and you should do the same thing. Or that the successful CEOs all wear suits and you should wear a really sharp suit. Or if you live in California, it's uh, black turtleneck and mom jeans, right? If you want to be successful, these are the things you do. I'm oversimplifying what happens and what experts recommend, but it's very common. And because there's this huge echo chamber of, of all of these experts repeating basically the same thing, that that and it's really really a hell of a lot easier to do uh, most businesses are focused on looking the part versus becoming the part don't get me wrong when it comes to a brand uh, looks are an important part but really realistically in order to succeed and become a world-class brand you have to know how to cultivate everything underneath that that allows you to develop and sustain that look in the first place Put another way, if you want to become a world-class brand, you need to look at what makes a winner before they reach the finish line. Imagine if you had a clear checklist of what exactly you needed to do to bring your brand to the precipice of a breakout moment. Imagine being in that spot where all you had left to do was to just add likes or get a little bit more attention to really take off. That would be a pretty sweet spot to be in, right? And you could probably figure it out from there. Well, by looking beyond all the bad advice and taking a closer look under the hood of how world-class brands operate, not just how they look, we can identify some great takeaways that you can apply to your brand to improve its condition and get a little bit closer to achieving that world-class status. It turns out that world-class brands don't just magically happen with a wardrobe change. They operate on certain beliefs that guide their thinking, behavior, habits, and the tools they use to express themselves. Let's look at some of the beliefs and mindsets that make their success possible. First, and perhaps foremost, world-class brands operate on an experiential brand philosophy. 
they believe that brands are experienced. That is, that they exist as perceptions created by individual and collective experiences. And that by designing the touch points, interactions, and journeys that make up those experiences, they can shape the perceptions and increase the value of the brand. Now, compared to most companies, most companies still think of brands as just a logo and a tagline. And that's the level of effort and energy they put into developing their brand. They don't really operate on any kind of intentional business philosophy at all, at least not one that is is consciously thought of or even written down. Secondly, world-class brands believe and operate as if work culture is a part of the brand and that the brand is the lifestyle choice of the business itself. Believe it or not, this isn't how most companies think. Most companies to this day treat the brand as a separate and disconnected part, completely removed from the rest of the business, like a tube of lipstick to throw on just before they go outside. If these other companies were a person, it would be the chain smoker who never goes to the gym, smokes three packs a day, eats a bunch of garbage, and then looks to go out on a Friday night, throws on a little bit of lipstick at the end, and then complains when nobody wants to dance with him. That's That's a huge disparity between that and what a world-class brand does, where part of all of the the brand and culture comes together to inform kind of the healthy and fit lifestyle of the company as a whole. It really guides the entire company. Another belief that world-class brands have is is this acceptance and and, uh, adaptability to current market conditions. In the information age, world-class brands accept the crowded, noisy, volatile, transparent, and distracting nature of the market, and they move and communicate at the speed of light. World-class brands adapt to these conditions to drive growth inside and outside of the business. Now, most businesses are still dragging their feet when it comes to reconciling themselves with the information age, and they're caught kicking and screaming in denial about the real market conditions. They're lying to their shareholders, their stakeholders, their customers, everybody, rather than first accepting, uh, accepting the market conditions and then listening to them and figuring out how to adapt in these new, uh, new environments. And finally, world-class brands approach brand development with design thinking. They do this so that they can create touch points that are mapped to clear business objectives, intentional markers, and value behaviors. And all of this requires a greater degree of interdisciplinary skill. They have to raise the bar of bringing business intelligence, emotional intelligence, psychology, and strategic thinking together to propel the business forward. That's because they have, they have to be designed to do two things at once. They have to drive high performance inside the company through the company's culture. And simultaneously, they have to drive the creation of amazing customer experiences outside of the company. So these are all kind of the more complicated, higher-minded things that go on underneath the hood of a world-class brand that actually gets them to create that, those amazing experiences and exceptional work cultures that get all of that attention and get them to those, those breakout points. And now that we've established some of the, the mindsets behind them, let's talk about some of the tools used that, that are used to make it happen. There's kind of a quick disclaimer here. I, like, I know a lot of this stuff is heady and complex, but... The reality is, is that world-class brands aren't so simple, even though they appear that way and they're designed to appear that way. Underneath the hood, there's a lot of complex movie magic going on to make it all possible. And if you're looking to build one and become one, you have to dive into the deep end of the pool. 
So what are some of the things, the tools used to build these world-class brands? Well, we'll kick it off with thinking time. That's right, thinking time. World-class brands consistently make time for strategic thinking and planning. And the ability to think about the end goal and means of getting there, achieving milestones along the way, is critical to building a world-class brand. If you're always winging it and duct-taping things together, you're all over the map. And most businesses, that's exactly where they are. They're in a state of panic, reaction, and tactical positioning constantly. And as a result, they're all over the map. And they make very little time, if ever, for strategic thinking of any sort. This hinders their ability to focus and cohesively bring things together in something that looks like a finished product or experience. In fact, a lot, if not all, of the tools and methods I'm going to mention require a lot of dedicated time and critical, uh, discerning thinking. If your company doesn't value this or if your company culture doesn't value the outputs of strategic thought then you will always be hindered in, its, in your effectiveness. So along with all this strategic thinking, it also helps to write things down. And that is world-class brands use a master blueprint. They have a heroic brand narrative. And because designing a world-class brand is way more complex than just the lipstick approach, things have to be captured on paper. And now part of this might be spread across kind of the the company's culture code, mission, vision, values, purpose, a brand book, and all sorts of other elements that influence the the company and how it operates and relates to itself and to the outside world as well. But a proper brand narrative goes beyond the external relationships and reflects the internal culture, values, and relationships uh, and their dynamics as well. Another tool that world-class brands use uh, is journey mapping where all of the touch points and influencing factors of the customer journey are mapped out so they can show you where to dig and help you uh, prioritize and triage the brand as you're working on it and working to refine it. Now, because world-class brands are grabbing at all these data points from inside and outside the company and all these different points, in order to make all of that time and effort and energy worth it, they also use that data to growth hack and drive higher performance over time. And this means that you're looking at your key performance indicators and you're looking at driving these certain numbers and attacking specific numbers, things that are honed, crafted, and fine-tuned like a race car. Very few uh, people or experts who work in marketing or branding or business growth in general or scaling ever talk about the high degree of geekery that comes into play via growth hacking, via attacking the numbers, the, the, the nerdy levels of spreadsheets we all have to get into. It's not all analytical graphs and things like that. It's not all just simplified dashboards. It really comes down to knowing the right numbers, those right key performance indicators and attacking them to drive them in the direction you want to go. This is a, an essential skill and tool of, uh, of, of a world-class brand. And another tool that world-class brands use is empathy, right? So great brands use empathy. And this is something that a lot of people talk about, but still it falls on deaf ears inside of businesses. It's every step of the way creating an experiential touch points that wow customers into believing that you have an amazing brand. This requires a great degree of empathy. 
And it really requires the ability for you to get into the heads and the hearts of the audiences you care about so you know what will resonate with them, what will be relevant, what will influence them. This doesn't just mean knowing the positive, affirmative, light and fluffy psychographic parts, but all of the human elements, the rational, the irrational, the the emotional, the dark side, the desires, the likes, the hates, and so on. Empathy is a powerful tool and you really use it to win hearts and minds with the audiences you're trying to score big with. Now, another tool that's that's really a skill set that goes hand in hand with empathy is discernment. And there's a lot of different definitions of discernment, but I believe the best one is the ability to know the good from the almost good. Because a world-class brand these days is a good curator and steward. They know what resonates with their, their, their customers, but there's a lot of noise to sift through. And there are a lot of things that are close but no cigar when it comes to um, what will really resonate with the customer. So it requires a great de- degree of discernment because there are so many choices and things to choose from um, when you're crafting experiences that are part of your brand and your company and your culture and all of these components that are going to help you grow to this world-class status. World-class brands also have world-class content. And to do that, to produce that consistently over time, they have to have a great content strategy. This means it's something that's actually written down, referred to, and used, and argued about, and debated about. And it means you know that's what leads to high-caliber, premium, well-produced content. Now, often... Of course, the quality of execution is, is of course, very critical to this. But what amounts to that quality execution is really about the planning that goes into it, the, the management of, of cost and money and balancing out production strategies to give uh, consideration to the shelf life and relevance and format of all of the content with a, a large or small budget. So whether it's video or a podcast or a blog or a social media post, world-class brands are are developing plans to make sure that they hit the quality and character marks that align with their brands. All right, when it comes to content, if if you're running lean, if you're trying to do guerrilla marketing across, if you have no budget, let's just put it out there, and you're trying to really get momentum, if you were to take and invest your resources, your time, energy, and and attention, and invest it into one thing, uh, what would I advise you to do? Well, you know, if you could create a few, you know, epic, timeless videos, and and that, that feature your brand, like when I say a few, I mean like five, you can get way ahead of the game by investing in high quality video. Now that means, of course, that those videos are planned, they're scripted, uh, and they're, they're designed with everything we've been talking about, all of those touch points there to drive and share the qualities and characteristics of, and attributes of your brand in those videos. Now, if you do that properly, if you invest in creating those, you can really get ahead of the game. And what do I mean by that? Well, on kind of the geeky side of things, when you look at who looks at what content, a majority of the audience, they're seeing it for the first time. Right? So if you look at the stats of the new visitors, it's not a lot of repeat traffic. It's mostly new users. So if you only have four or five blog posts or four or five podcasts or whatever, or only four or five videos, but they're all epic, 
Well, congratulations, my friend, because your first impression is going to be huge with your customer. So if you were to start anywhere or if you only could do one thing, if you only had one round, uh, one bullet in your gun, I would go after video. You can check out some of the videos. I'll link to them in the show notes for this episode at the Heroic Life website. And uh, you can see what we do uh, in terms of video production. Uh, and and bringing the brand narrative to life in video, but be sure to check those out. But that's a good place to start. But that's not all that world-class brands have as well. There's another key component that nobody likes to talk about and nobody admits to, but it happens. It's under the hood of every world-class brand. World-class brands have guides to help them. They have guides to help them develop aspects or, or collaborate on the brand itself to refine it over time. This is because here's another hidden truth is that DIY brand surgery is really, really hard. You need a heroic guide to help you raise the bar for your brand and hold you accountable to perform and deliver on all of these points. Without this, you'll likely fall victim to all the common plays in the lipstick playbook of mediocre brands. And this is true for me, and this is true for Heroic, and this is true for just about all the people and professionals and companies and brands we work with, is they have outside guides. Sometimes it's us, sometimes it's other people, sometimes it's us working with their other guides. And we too have guides. We have advisory boards, guides, consultants, and everything else, and coaches, you name it. These are all critical to really helping us refine the brand and our efforts. All right, that was a lot to cover, so let's play all of that back. If you're looking to build a world-class brand, what do you do? Here it is. You operate on an experiential philosophy, and that philosophy is basically the brand is made up of experiential touch points that you're seeking to design with the intention of elevating the brand's value in the eyes of everybody who touches it. That means employees and customers and everybody else in the mix as well. So this also requires that a world-class brand is integrated throughout the business, that work culture is, is a lifestyle choice of the company. Work culture and brand go hand in hand. And to do all of that, you approach brand development with design thinking and a lot of strategic time, effort, energy, discernment, empathy, to get into the heads and hearts of everybody involved and design amazing content that actually fits the bill and aligns with the the goals, aspirations, and values of the brand itself. And then finally, you grab some outside guides because DIY brand surgery is really freaking hard. Now, if you like what you heard, or if you're looking for a brand surgeon or a guide to help you build a world-class brand, scale your business, and dominate your market, head on over to getheroic.com and reach out and connect with us, and we can help you get started. And don't hesitate to share your thoughts with us on this and other topics. You will also find links to The Heroic Life, other podcast episodes and show notes there as well. But now it's your turn to get out there to build, live, and enjoy a heroic life. So go make it happen today. Until next time, my friend.